I guess the biggest thing that I noticed traveling was that in America, people say, you know, I don't believe in ghosts or they say, I do believe in ghosts, but it's like an option, you know, whereas in Europe where things are just so old, everyone, your dentist, your priest, I mean, everyone is like, oh yeah, my house is haunted or that room over there is haunted or, you know, they just live with the, with hauntedness and no one says, I don't believe in ghosts. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. Oh, God, we got a guest. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, my goodness. Hi. Uh, Listeners, we have a guest with us. Her name is Margot. Margot, can I use your last name? Sure. Okay. Her name is Margot Stilly. I have known Margot since, I want to say we were babies. We were going to, you know what? It was before digital cameras. (laughs) Oh my God! It was. I mean, we were teenagers. Oh, we were teenagers. Whew. We oh, were Kodak instant camera. Go to Eckerd's and wait a few, like maybe oh, wait an hour if we Eckert. wanted to splurge. Eckerd's. Jesus. I remember going to Eckerd's back in the day for our evening shenanigans, and I knew that if I wrote a check, by the time <laughs> it cleared, I'd have my paycheck in there. The check timing. So yeah. it could. It would cover my uh oh man my purchase of natty light perhaps <laughs> blue ribbon these wow. kids don't stand a chance i used to no. keep a credit card in my wallet um that didn't have maybe didn't have enough funds on it yeah for for airplane purchases yeah. because they didn't connect to the internet <laughs> 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 and, then, and then recently they were like, oh, I'm sorry, this uh, this credit card isn't working. And I was like, oh, my God, are you connected to the Internet on the plane? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Everything's changing. Technology <laughs> ruining us. Oh, hang on. We should introduce ourselves. Oh, yes. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is The, the Residuals. residuals. Uh, we have a wonderful guest, Margot Stilly, with us. Mm-hmm. International globe tropper, tropper, trotter, tropper. whatever. Fuck it, new word. Um, <laughs> she's an actress. She is a writer. She is a philanthropist. She has hair that I have always been jealous of. <laughs> <laughs> you do have fantastic hair. She's not wrong. <laughs> um, and also, she is a wonderful person um who i've known for years and has always you have never changed and by that i mean like you have always stayed true to who you are and your roots and you have done some amazing things with your life and you could have easily become a bougie bitch and you are not well i mean in some aspects maybe but you know who you are at, at your you're not you know you're still margot you're still the Margo that I met in North Carolina in 1990. <laughs> you guys, that is the nicest intro I've ever had. And I feel like I should just outro now. 
Okay, bye. <laughs> it was great talking to you. Nice bye seeing bye. you. Bye. <laughs> so, Margot, uh, you've been a globetrotter. You've lived in many different places and you've visited many different places. And which means I am positive you have some phenomenal spooky shit that has happened. Um, and I'm very excited to hear it. Um, and one of the things that we've been exploring is also haunted hotels, which I know you have some experiences with some shit like that. So Margo, if you would just like to just fucking go for it. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that I noticed traveling was that in America, people say, you know, I don't believe in ghosts or they say, I do believe in ghosts, but it's like an option, you know, whereas in Europe where things are just so old, everyone, your dentist, your priest, I mean, everyone is like, oh yeah, my house is haunted or that room over there is haunted or, you know, they just <laughs> live with the, with hauntedness and no one says, I don't believe in ghosts. Like it's just totally a, a yeah. part of life. So um, I did not believe in ghosts for a long time. And um, actually, when I think back about it, um, I was always terrified of this one place in the home that I grew up in. And my stepbrother's mother had died in that house. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I just thought I was like anxious or paranoid or weird. But there was this one part of the house I just could never walk past. I would run past this part of the house. And you didn't know so that? Did well, you know that? that? Okay. Well, I, I knew she died there, but um, I just didn't think about it because I didn't believe in ghosts. And no one in my family believed in ghosts until I was in Europe. And then I looked back on it and I was like, oh my God, that house was totally fucking haunted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I swear? Oh, all the time. Sure. <laughs> That's not even a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think, I think my, my, my like most, most clearly haunted moment, you know, I've had things show up in pictures and I've had feelings and I've, I've stayed in, you know, famously haunted places. Um, but I'd say, I see that the story that really like, like really was like a long drawn out saga for me was when I was invited to this, um, to this convent, this, uh, deconsecrated convent in Corsica. Oh my God. Flashback, different lifetime. Um, I, I was like on the peripherals of the art world and I had met some like very cool people who I thought were very cool. And they had invited me on this week-long trip uh to this place in Corsica, absolutely stunning home that is was no is no longer a convent and you can rent it for like the weekends or the week or whatever. And I was um I only say who I was with at, because it like sort of sets the tone for how I was feeling. Like everyone was there with their staff and their bodyguards oh my and, god you know, and i was definitely lowest on the totem pole sort of socially culturally economically like and i was given this little room this tiny little room that was still kind of looked like a convent it it was very bare very small and like had one like one of the cells they lived in yeah well i mean it was <laughs> it was this i mean it, so, okay i'll describe it for you the house was two two stories and in the middle, there was a huge, uh, long hallway with doors on each side. So mm -hmm. the hallway had no windows, but at the end of the building, there were windows, right? And that was just double story, exactly the same. So each little room had a little window that opened up into like a beautiful garden on both sides of the house. It's very, oh. very pretty, right? And my room was just this tiny little room with one single bed. 
with a little picture on top of it and a little lamp. There was like nothing in my room. It was really, really tidy. Um, it was probably going to be given to someone's assistant or something, but I showed up. So that's the scene. Oh my God. And we had, you know, it was like August and we were drinking and telling stories and having fun for the whole week. And on our last night there, um, I was in bed and it was hot and I'm telling you, it was so hot. No one had ever felt heat like this. It was like the one week a year that like, you know, you just want to die. And I heard something banging. I would all gone to bed and I was asleep. I heard something banging outside and it was like, bang, bang, bang. And I thought, oh my God, someone's got to stop this. Like, you know, this isn't my house. It's like a huge sort of like big building and they have staff here and surely someone's going to stop it. Bang, bang. And I'm like, these fucking rich people, they're so spoiled. They're not going to get up. Not even their staff is going to get up. They're so lazy. I'm going to have to get up. I don't have any staff. <laughs> so I, I got up. And um, and I and I opened, I like, creaked open the door and looked down the hallway. And I was sort of at one end, and there was one window, sort of nearby me, and it was fine. And then I looked all the way down the other end of this dark hallway. No, a no, shutter, a shutter. I mean, who has shutters, right? It was a shutter, and it was nuns do. Nuns have <laughs> nuns, nuns in nuns. creepy houses from like the 16th century, oh and it was God. banging, bang. <gasps> bang at the end of this hallway and, and there's still, like no breeze because it's fucking boiling it's hot and I'm like I'm still angry right because I'm I'm like kind of like the hangover is sort of starting to kick in I'm hot I'm waking up I'm pissed uh. off and I'm like oh I'll go do it myself then so I'm sort of you know scurrying down this little hallway and I suddenly start to feel weird like I feel weird and oh. I'm seeing these, all these portraits hanging and I'm like, oh. God, and, and, and I, and I, and I'm like, I have to take a deep breath. And I just, cause I said, I grew up scared in my home and I would be right. terrified at night and I would try to crawl into bed with my brothers or my, my mom oh, or whoever honey. would have me. Cause I was so scared. Yeah. So I just took a deep breath and I was like, these people are not going to be my friends like they're not going to let me crawl into bed with them because i'm scared so i've right. got to puff it up i can't scream i can't be vulnerable i can't show anybody i'm scared of this house so i get to the end i shut the shutter i fastened the shutter and i turn around and i swear to god the hall was like three times as long going back i was like <gasps> and i didn't care i just really sort of like hustled back you know i didn't run but like i did like a very quick walk and and i got i shut the door important i shut the door i got into my bed and i rolled over I, I laid on my side to go to sleep so i'm on my side my hands are under my head i closed my eyes and i felt a hand <gasps> on oh my rib cage no and another hand on my thigh shut the fuck up push me down so hard i bounced on the mattress Jesus. oh my god that is very fucking scary right? yeah no yeah. very scary mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. At, the, at the moment I wasn't scared I was very annoyed I was annoyed like your little brother's friend came in and like woke you up or something I, I <laughs> yeah. can't explain it because I've been scared my whole life and I rolled over and I pointed my finger and I went no no you get out of here leave <laughs> oh I forgot to tell you oh my god I forgot to tell you the best part of the story 
<laughs> when I rolled over, there was it wasn't freezing cold. It was stone cold air <gasps> right beside my bed. Stone no. cold. Oh. So if, you, if you've ever been in like a cellar that's very, yes. very cold, like European cellars, they've they like if they feel different, it's an ice cold, it's not freezy, it's like stone cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like that, this kind of different feeling in the air. And 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 oh. so it went away and I I turned my light on. I left my light on and I laid on my back because I didn't want to turn my back one side or the other because I was scared uh, something. Would go. Right, right, right. So I'm laying on my back and I'm just staring the lights on and I'm just staring up and I'm going, okay, well, I'm just gonna have to go to sleep now because there is no one I can call. There is no one I can go see. I'm just alone. So <sighs> I don't know how, but I absolutely fell asleep. And when I woke up in the morning. The sun was shining, the birds were chirping, the cicadas were going, and and I got up and I had completely like forgotten that this thing had happened. Oh man. It was it was like some kind of, I can't tell you this is not how I thought being haunted would feel because I was so scared my whole life, right? Right. So I go outside and we had this little um sort of like house manager and he was called Pedro. Pedro was sashaying by and he was the worst house manager. He never gave us anything. He never paid us any attention. You could ask God damn it, Pedro. Ignore you. So he's walking past and I I I was like, oh, Pedro. And he ignored me and kept walking. And I said, Pedro. And he ignored me. And I said, is this house haunted? And he stopped dead in his tracks and he <gasps> turned around the only time he'd ever paid attention to me. And he goes, did he contact you? <gasps> Shut up. Oh. <laughs> God damn it, Pedro. <laughs> I was like, um, uh, maybe. And he goes, what's happened? And so I said, well, um, you know, when I told him the whole story, I said, I got up and I was walking down the hall and I came back and I, you know, he touched me and he goes, ah, he goes, uh, you know, he's not, uh, mm, uh, e- evil. He's not evil. He is, uh, mm, how you say, mm, in pervert. Yeah. No. In pervert. <laughs> there's a, wait, a I'm pervert? sorry. There, there's a pervert Ooh. in the convent. A pervert, Pedro? Are you saying pervert? And he was like, wait, 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 in pervert. <laughs> so the story is, uh-huh. the story oh is. God. I need this. This frisky ghost. Italian man. Of course he's Italian. An Italian man. Um, He... He had come to Corsica and then was fell very ill. And so he came to the convent and he died there. And he has continued to haunt the convent. And his favorite trick is when women are sleeping alone, he will take their covers and throw them across the room and no. watch them get up and take their covers back. That's like his thing, right? <laughs> what a perv. He's even got a what stick. What a perv. He's like... got a stick. So... <laughs> So he told me, because I was wearing this kind of like little sort of like cotton sort of like pajama set, right? Little sort of flouncy thing. And he said that he wanted to watch me get up and walk down the hallway and come back. And when I got back into bed, he wanted me to get up again. Oh, my God. Do it again. I like that. Continue the show. And I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect for me. (laughs) Because I'm kind of like. A cheesy pervert too. So I love like, it, and, and I'm really no, that, not. That is not a lie. 
That I'm is really, not a light. Yeah, I'm really not like an evil person. So I was happy that like when I was finally haunted, it wasn't by like an evil spirit. It was by like a kind of like cheeky pervert spirit. <laughs> he was like, mm, I can smell it on her. She'll appreciate. This. Yeah. So this, this, I was, <laughs> this, this haunting, I'm like, media, I'm pretty okay with that. I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. So we go for breakfast and I have to tell everybody and then we're leaving. So I'm going to go take a quick shower. My things are packed. We take a quick shower and we're going to go to the airport. And while I'm in the shower, I get this feeling of absolute dread. I'm like, oh my <gasps> God, I feel like someone is here with me. Like I'm being watched. No, oh no, 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 no. Boundaries. You know, so many movies, you know, where you see like a face in the mirror or like the steam. No, I was like, no, steam. no, no, no. And no, I was no. looking and I was like, oh my God what's going to happen? And again, I was like, there's nowhere to go. There's right. no one to yell to there. I can't show my fear. So I just went, you know what? Fuck it. Giacomo. This one's for you. Wait, his <laughs> name, his name was Giacomo. I don't know. Insert any, <laughs> any old Italian pervert name. Love it. <laughs> and that was how I got through my first and um uh, and, and then most dramatic haunting, I think. I love oh that you God. gave him a show, Margot. <laughs> May as well. He's in the afterlife, he's not really able to do that much. It's you know, just it's so interesting. It's so interesting, like what our brains will just sort of I don't know, when we're like cornered, literally, like cornered, yeah. and you're like okay, well, I'm not going to have a breakdown. So like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> I. this is not how I would have envisioned it to go like at all. So, right. you know, maybe that's, I don't know. I don't know about your other guests, but maybe, you know, what can it's, you do? It's all over the place. No, I mean, really, even it, um, it, different experiences that I've had, I've had different reactions depending right. on the situation. So... I mean, good job. <laughs> I'm very I, proud of you. I was in an I was in another house, um, and I I was in another house in the dark. My phone rang when you could put the lights that flash on your phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was asleep in Wales in this oh god like, <laughs> in stately home. Well, no, that's what you gotta always... say. Stately home in Wales. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Of course. It's always happening when I'm feeling like most proud of myself, where I'm like, oh, I am living the dream. And then life is like, <laughs> no, bitch, you're just a lowly human being being haunted by spirits left over. Oh, my God. OK, so what happened with the flashy lights? Well, I woke up uh, at night and it was totally dark because I had this beautiful sort of like heavy curtains that you could pull over your big windows. And um, love it. And I felt something. I, mm -hmm. But again, you know, I just thought I was crazy and paranoid because I grew up in a haunted house care. Right. <laughs> and 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 so I just was like, OK, whatever, trying to ignore it. And then someone called me um because I was in Europe and an American called me so it would like flash like this and there was someone standing right by my window like oh right my god my and I <gasps> totally froze and I was not chill I was not cool I was like frozen 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 for like a, I mean what felt like an eternity and then well, yeah. finally I like was able to reach over because it was so dark in my room Right. I wouldn't. And have that's like a someone... strobe light. That's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. A notification, what? right? It's like a yes. strobe. And you're seeing someone standing there in a strobing. That light. is a fucking horror movie. And then it just... about that just doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> no. And this this was very different. So I then then so I got my my light and, and the turn light on. There was no one there. I turned the light on. I was not OK. I really felt very bad. And mm -hmm. then 
in the morning, I went to the hostess and I tried to do the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, you know, at, at breakfast, I'm like, I was hot to do that. And she, I mean, de- gave me the death glare and totally changed the subject. Like she did not want me to talk about it. She didn't want people to know about it. She didn't <gasps> want to make it a thing because it was Whoa. a thing. And oh it basically gosh. like made people not want to come visit or it made people well, scared, yeah, obviously. right? And so here I was like, <laughs> you know, like, was there a mouse in my house last night? Like, you know, I wasn't a very chic guest that morning. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So that was, I mean, I think that was a bit, a, a bit more a, a kind of an evil ghost. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a, a, a nice, pre- well, it's, it's so crazy because like what you're talking about, the two different reactions that you had, mm-hmm. right. To the yep. things. One was a cheeky perv, right? <laughs> but he had no malintent towards you. He was just, he wanted to see you in your skivvies and in the shower. But you like immediately also rolled over and went, no. Like right, you just exactly. reprimanded them like without a problem. Like right. your reaction yeah. to to both, your physical reaction to both, your intuitive, like Ugh. not even thinking about it reaction to the first one was to set boundaries and tell them, no, you cannot do that and feel angry, anger instead of fear. Whereas the second one, you know, you were able, like you, you've now had the difference between two very different kinds of, I guess, intelligent hauntings. And the other one was not a good one because your immediate feeling was fear and paralysis. Right. Right. And, you know, um, it's, it's funny. There's a, a, another friend of mine has a, has like a big castle up in Scotland and the guy, I wasn't, I know. I just, my friend has a castle in Scotland. No big deal. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I, I know houses are haunted too, but like I've never been, well, I guess my house that I grew up in was haunted. Right. You know, uh, which is definitely not a castle in Scotland, um, but a different vibe. But that house um, was also an evil, evil spirit. I never encountered it because I was like, absolutely not. I never, I did go there, but I stayed on the on the complete other side. I actually slept in someone's closet <gasps> because I didn't want to sleep on that side of the house. <laughs> yeah. No, oh I literally, gosh. we pulled a trundle bed into someone's closet because I was like, I am not getting haunted by an evil spirit ever again. And <gasps> that one has like, was it just on one beds. side? Yeah. The- Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's just on one side, and they—it was the children's side um, when when the kids were little, and they could never keep a nanny because the nannies were like, "I'm getting out of here," and the kids were like, "Ugh, it's happening again." Ugh. Oh they my just, like, god! Uh... Oh, so wait, did you just say that the ghost has now moved to a different part of the house? No, no, he just stays in one. I guess it, I I don't know because I didn't have anything to do with that. I, that never haunted me, but it was on the other side of the house. And because I knew about it, I stayed in one right. side of the house. Um, but I will tell you that I, I did. I was like, oh, you know, it was daytime. And I was like, I'm going to go to the other side of the house and like see what's over there. Right. Yeah. And there it was because it was the kid's side of the house i opened one of the doors which one of the rooms was supposed to be like the most haunted room and i swear to god i kid you not there was an actual miniature version of the house as a dollhouse yes in the haunted room i love it and i opened the door and there were actual like every single bit of furniture had been made in miniature inside the fucking dog oh so cool no i listen it could have been worse like that's amazing and i'm like nope 
I have learned over the years that I love a dollhouse and I didn't <gasps> realize this. Um, but listen, here's the horror movie it. version of this story is that you open the door to the dollhouse and there's you miniature form standing in front of an even miniature dollhouse opening the door it really gets no i thought you were going to say as long with the furniture were miniatures of the family that lives in the house i thought you were going to say open the door and we're just like dead i mean that's you like (laughs) (laughs) i left the dollhouse open i left the door open i bolted downstairs like i was done so now the poor children are going to go up there and be like, Ugh, the ghost is fucking yes. that dollhouse again. Oh, what an asshole. I told it not to play with my things. <laughs> oh, my God. So I we had a girlfriend on our show who went to Norlands, which I know is where oh. you had some crazy oh, yes. shit happen. Mm-hmm. And she went by the house. Oh, fuck, what is the name of the house? It's the fucked up one where the woman. Mullery. Yes. So her, they were on a ghost tour and her husband was taking pictures and the camera kept malfunctioning and kept malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. And every time they tried to take pictures of this house, it would not work. And then when they tried to look at the pictures of it. When they were home, though. When they were home, when they got yeah. back to California, when they tried to look at pictures, I think the camera caught on fire. The camera like sparked and smoked and did not work properly. Yeah, when they were trying to look at those specific pictures. <laughs> if, if if you're just listening, my mouth is open. No <laughs> coming out. <laughs> yeah. I was, so I obviously, you know, when when someone asks you a question, you can't remember the answer just because they asked you. When we were getting right. on, I was like, "What is that great haunting story that I can't remember?" And it was my New Orleans haunting. Ding yeah. ding! Totally, that's for- the one. When we last were able to see each other in person, you know, in the before times, um, and we were having coffee, I remember you were telling me about it, and I was like, Margaret, I need you to be on our show. <laughs> because, because of my life skills, that was three years ago when we oh, first right. started the show. And was it I'm three now, or 30? I mean, I knows? mean, seriously. Yeah, what is well, time? What is time? Which time. I think I think we met almost 30 years ago. But anyway, um, we can edit that out. Um, no, we won't. Um, but it, it, I remember saying to you, I need to get you on our show. And it has taken me over three years to finally be like, oh, hey, by the way. Do we have time? Can I tell you about my. Oh, we got all the Oh, yes. Talk, 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 talk. Please, please. I just want to say that like New Orleans keeps coming up in my life. Like I will see something about New Orleans written down or like talk about it or somebody will bring it up around me so i'm just like yes i need to hear more about this right now it just keeps coming up okay the whole episode is yours tell us whatever you want yes exactly okay so so just to decide my 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 stepmom she's like really kind of actually she should be on here she's like really kind of connected she she doesn't like advertise it you know she doesn't look like stevie stevie nicks or anything but like (laughs) she doesn't have a sign outside her house saying psychic psychic reading she stops <laughs> clocks like she can't wear a watch or anything. Shut up. Yeah, she's, I love these stories. She's super cool. And she there's places in New Orleans where she's just like, absolutely not. She just turns around and walks away. Yeah, she yeah. Can't, can't be in places, especially the um the voodoo museum. Right. Uh-huh. Like she was like, she just walked out. She was like, there's <gasps> just ab- no way. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I was visiting a friend and um she had an office slash what you know like beautiful little house on royal street 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it had a it had an office in the front and then a bedroom in the back. And so I was so staying... business in the front and party in the back. That's right, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was just helping her out before Christmas. I was driving across the country. Actually, that's important. I was driving across the country in a van. Oh my um, god, I remember your van. Yeah, yes. in my van. she had the most amazing. It was like a Burning Man looking van, but oh like god. not. It had the universe painted on the outside. Yes. The spaceship. Oh. My God. So when I'm very jealous of that van. When I cruised through Roswell, New Mexico, everyone was just like, ugh, another one. And I was like, oh, I'm not a, okay, whatever, maybe I am. Was Area 51. Um, So I was driving across the country. I got to New Orleans. I was going to visit my friend. And she was like, I'm so busy. I don't have anyone to help me with my business right now. It's the busiest time of the year. And I was like, well, I can stay for a couple of weeks and and help you out. So I just lived and worked in New Orleans for for like two weeks. Cool. It was really cool. It was like the (laughs) best. It was such a cool experience. And I I was staying in, in the back of her office. And one night... I I was sleeping and I was woken up to children no. playing in the backyard. Ah. And I, and you know New Orleans like they they've got like little back houses that they rent and people are all over the place there's drunk people and and I was like oh my god who has got their kids out this late at night like that's <laughs> crazy. And they were so loud like I opened the door to look to see where these fucking kids were to tell them to be quiet and there were no kids. Oh. And I was like Okay. I mean, you know, that's not that weird, right? right. So I no, go back no, to sleep. Not at all. Not at all. It's not that weird. Oh so I go God. back to sleep and there's, I wrote it down and I'm trying to remember all the bits and pieces, but basically consecutively over the next few nights, um, I kept getting weirder and weirder things happening. Mm. And I had this, <clears throat> I had this, oh my God, I can't tell you. I woke up feeling like someone was yelling in my ear i woke up like i woke up i had this nightmare that it was before new orleans was there when it was just like marshland Mm -hmm. and there was a like an infirmary and it was like an infirmary for children who had like it was like leprosy or some like flesh-eating bacteria or something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they were trying to do basically like um like uh, primitive sort of um, skin grafts, right? Oh, Where they were like cutting things off and like trying to sew them together. So they would like, I don't know, it was- so They would just really, cut the lesions out and then sew it together. Exactly, like super, but also like they would cut other pieces off and try to like, like if it was on the nose, it would cut a piece off on the arm and try to stick it on the nose, like to patch it up or Interesting. Right? And, and it was so vivid. This was at the end. This was the, okay, so this was my last night. And and I'm, so, there were, there were consecutively, it was getting weirder and weirder. And I said, to, okay, I said to my friend, I can't stay in this house anymore. I'm, I'm really scared. Like, it's really scaring me. And she's like, Margo, so many people have stayed there. It's not haunted. It's totally fine. And I was like, <laughs> Well, I'm not staying there anymore and I'm 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 gonna leave. And then we had the opportunity to go bow fishing. I don't know if you know what bow fishing is, but oh, is that when you shoot at fish with a bow and arrow? Yes, it is. That is oh, oh my god. god. Ding, 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 Emily, that is absolutely what? right. Thank you. What price do I win? That's amazing. I mean, hopefully you win a bow fishing trip in New Orleans. Oh my god, please. Did Jesus <laughs> let me do that? Wait, but there's a string attached to it, right? So you can pull yeah. it back in. You don't yes. have to lose the bow and like fingers crossed, they'll float <laughs> to the top. 
That's funny. You're like, wait, there's a string attached. I thought you were going to say, but I have to organize and pay for the trip myself. Yeah, no, like, well, that too. <laughs> Maybe I can find a group on just like <laughs> Tiffany Haddish did. I love that. Okay. Let's keep um, going. Yeah. So, so, but you have to go at night. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll wait, go. How are you going to see the fish at you night to shoot Put a them? light on them. That's how you see them. You can't see them in the day. I feel like that's a, that's almost like when people go um, frogging. Yeah. They go at nighttime. Yeah. Or gigging. Gigging. Gig with a spear. Yeah. Jeez, Same thing. So we went at night. And this is, by the way, this is my like top five absolute favorite things to do on the planet is to go bow fishing. That's amazing. We had the opportunity to go bow fishing. I was like down. I just forgot everything else. Like that I was going to leave, that the house was haunted. I forgot everything. And I went yeah. boat fishing and it was epic. We hit our limit. And then I had fish Wait, for the rest of Wait, they have a trip. limit on how many sure. fish you yeah. can bo- I mean, I guess. Yeah, you can't just like, you know, murder all but the fish. You can't have Margot getting like 200 fish because she's on some bow high. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got like, I mean, we really got like 16 fish or something. And That's then, awesome. um, I, I Well I, done. I, on my trip, that's very impressive, Margot. By the way, for your first time both yeah. fishing, thank you. Well, it wasn't. You. It wasn't my first time, but oh. it, it. I'm not a. I'm not like a professional bow fisher woman or anything. Well, maybe you so should. It's pretty be. good. It's pretty good. Perhaps You're, in another life, when you lived yeah, there, when there was an infirmary. Exactly. <laughs> um. So so we came home and I was like, oh my god, I'm so tired. There's absolutely no way I'm going anywhere. So. I slept most of the day. I woke up and I was like, I still can't drive. I have to sleep another night because I just can't stay up like that anymore. And so <clears throat> I slept another night and that's when I had the dream. I had the dream about the place and all the rotten flesh. And I was woken up from my dream by the smell of rotting flesh. Oh, the no. smell of rotting flesh. So I don't know if I don't know if you've ever smelled anything in a dream, but I have a very vivid dreamer, and I have never smelled anything in a dream, like ever. Oh my God. I and have. So you have? Yeah. So the house, I have crazy dreams though. So that's, yeah. I mean, I've never had a dream like that before. So I'm just gonna say it was real. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. No, it, no, it could have. It could have no, been. Seriously. I mean, if but you it, were hearing people yell too, like right, I was hearing people yell when I was awake. Oh. And um, this yes. was this was like children playing. Um, and God. and so I woke up to the <sighs> smell and I, I was like, this this is wrong. Something's wrong. I forgot the house is haunted. I'm really scared. And so I started going, no, 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 because that's what I had done in, in Corsica. Right. Like, no, no, no. And I turned on the lights and all the lights started to flicker. <gasps> and I was like, <gasps> no. <gasps> and I put all of my stuff. I mean, I didn't even pack my stuff. I just took it all, put it in my van, which was parked outside. I was leaving. I didn't tell my friend goodbye. I Holy didn't shit. clean up after myself. I didn't anything. I just left. And while I was throwing everything in the bag, the sun was like, it was like four o'clock in the morning. Whoa. And, and this man walks by and he goes, Hey, do you live in that house? And I was like, yeah, I li- I mean, I'm staying in that house. And he goes, that's where my aunt and uncle used to live. No. And I was like, is it haunted? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, you have to find out if it's haunted. And he was like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Why that man is walking past his house at four o'clock in the morning, I don't know. But I somehow managed to freak him out. 
to the I love point this. where like I'm the weirdo. I packed my bag. I got in my car and I did not sleep until I hit Texas. Oh Holy my God. shit. I was exhausted and I pulled into probably Eckerd's, but it might have been a Walmart parking lot <laughs> and slept in my van after I hit Texas. I would not sleep oh until I left the state. Oh my God. I was scared. And my friend was like, I was just like, listen, the house is fucking haunted. I had to leave. I love you. Thanks for everything. I'll see you soon. And then a few weeks later, she's like, okay, fine. The house is totally haunted. Everyone's felt it. What? What a jerk. She gaslit you. What in the, what in the fuck? She was just like, I really need somebody to help. My business is so busy right now. She just needs to stay. (laughs) She probably thought I was going to come to her house. No, I'm kidding. She's a really good friend, but, but um, I was going to ask if you guys were still friends or not. Well, I don't know if she just found out how, because she had people coming. Obviously, you have a spare bedroom in, in New Orleans. Like, people are coming all the time, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if someone new stayed there. I feel like someone new stayed there and they were like, the house is haunted. And, oh and maybe God. she didn't know before. But like, Do you think before the people were like af- afraid to tell her because she was letting them stay there and they didn't want to be like a bad guest and be like BT dubs were smelling rotten flesh and someone <laughs> screaming at me. I mean, it's such maybe, a specific thing. I mean, maybe like I, as I, as I've exhibited, I'm a terrible guest. Like if I get haunted at your house, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm going to tell not only everybody there and you, I'm going to go on a podcast and tell yeah, everybody. I don't think that makes you terrible. I think that means you're looking out for everyone. <laughs> Exactly. You're a good friend, Margot. No one should have to go through that. Unless they want to. I mean, there's people who, you know, search it out. We're those people, actually. That's you guys? That's us. If you find yourself listening to our show and thinking, oh, I have a story that I should send in. Then go to our website, theresidualspodcast.com, and send us a message. We love bringing you all things paranormal, but we would like to do more. And this is where you come in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. After that, leave us a glowing review, give us a five-star rating, and share us on your social media. We are so grateful for your support. Now... Back to the show. And this is what I wanted to ask you about some of the places you've stayed with the activity in places that people know are haunted that maybe they go to and visit for that purpose like we did. Um, It's like so many people who didn't really know what they were doing had gone in, they'd done spirit boards, they'd done Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck else. And they had fucked with it so much without knowing what they were doing that they had made it so much worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's funny you say that because one of the things that's really made me oh, it's really made me think lately. Okay, so I was partying. You know, I was invited to parties. Yeah. At the places this stuff happened. You know, we were drinking all night long and. And I was super disconnected at the time. So I don't really know. I don't really know. Right. And the other night I had a friend of mine, um, she was staying at my house and this was just recently a, f- a few weeks ago. And, um, she was considering, um, going on a date with someone that we both know whose, whose, um, partner had died. 
Oh, man. And we said, huh, I wonder if you need, she's like really, really connected, very, very connected. She inspires me a lot in like my meditations yeah. and stuff. And she, I was like, I wonder if we need to ask how she feels about that. Like right. she's okay with that. When I said that, it everything in our room changed. <gasps> Creaking started happening all over the room. Like it was like an electric Whoa. feeling happened all over and us. This was at your house? In my home, yeah. Oh my and God. I was like, oh my God. And she was like, Margot. And I was like, I'm sorry. She's oh like, you can't just call things in like that without like just like you can't just be so you know, flippant, right, right, flagrant, like with this. And I was like, that's sorry. <laughs> then she just like, I mean, we were both like, I was like, you do feel this, right? She's like, of course I feel it. And so right. we just, she continued the conversation as if it was like totally normal and didn't give it any mind. And I was like, I, I really, I couldn't focus. I was feeling crazy. My head right. was like, I felt like, like you had buzzing. It, it, it's, it was it's a like different thought, yeah. feeling in the air, you know, like, static or something and right and I was like listen we have to do something about this she's like I know and so I stopped the conversation I said we have to do something about this she's like I know I know I know and she was kind of giving it a bit of time and kind of feeling into it or whatever and then we ended up like asking like like what do you need what do you want right. what do you need yeah you know and she was like whoa because she, she's like this person is like so angry like so oh. angry that she died so quick and left her family and like, oh, she's like, yeah. what do you need? You know, and she she was able to feel that. And and I was able to feel some things, too, that, you know, you could kind of imagine. Um, and then we we pulled tarot cards just to Ooh. say, like, what do you want? Yeah, like, yeah. You, show us what you want. And it was like queen, queen, queen. <gasps> it was queens. And it was basically like, if you're going to show up here, you bring your best fucking self. Like, don't right. fuck with my people. You show up like a boss and handle it. Like, don't be, you know. And I, I don't think she did end up going out with him after that. <laughs> but well, it I was. Mean, um, yeah. It's her family. Right. Well, and, and she yeah. just cut out like very <gasps> unexpected, just died. Wow, that's so fucking sad. So sad. And, you know, obviously you can imagine all the feelings that you would have, well, a yeah. soul could have, you know. But that I just, definitely like the anger and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was really mad that she had to leave. So, yes, true. So, so oh, go ahead, Joy. Oh, no, sorry. sorry. I just wanted to cut in for a second because there was, in fact, a leprosy, like a leper colony in the area not like I haven't found an address in New Orleans, but there was one up the river in Carville and a bunch of the first patients that went were from New Orleans. No. And it's the late 1800s. So no. I'm going to research this some more <laughs> because I'm interested to see if there were any early experiments on file because there's so many things recorded from like sanatoriums and, and asylums and that kind of thing. Um, I have chill bumps on my arms and my like ankles like, like that's why I've been like quietly like googling <laughs> because I really need to know this I um, you're just taking a moment no <laughs> I didn't want to think I wasn't paying attention because I am but they said the Louisiana leper home um, was an institution to quarantine lepers living in Louisiana and it opened in 1894 in Carville and mm -hmm. the first seven patients were from New Orleans were they children I don't know I haven't gotten there yet Jesus. So, Margot, this is the thing. 
so far you've had two intelligent hauntings <laughs> one of which was a perv and benign the other one was not they were a creepy creepy not kind person in a castle in wales mm -hmm. and this one is what we refer to as a residual haunting oh. yes yes the baby agrees i so don't know i, I don't know if it's this, completely this sounds like well do you think it's a little bit of both joy i think if there's smells and yelling and stuff happening it might be a little bit more do you think it's a glitch what's the difference between residual and intelligence well okay so intelligent haunting is basically a spirit there who is aware of their surroundings able to interact with people um they so and a residual is more of like a memory it's it's a memory that um frozen in time right mm. so it's not intelligent it doesn't interact with you basically what it does is it's ca it carries on so okay you and i grew up with cds right <laughs> when a cd is scratched and it skips it keeps playing the same thing over and over again right, that little right. portion that's a residual it's like a, a skipping cd in time so it is that moment that is held it felt a bit like residual. Yeah, it felt it felt residual because it felt like I was being pulled into a scene. Okay, so that's also what is known as a glitch. I'm sorry. That's what's also known as a glitch. So just quickly, glitches are when people in present time somehow accidentally step into a moment back then that's happening. It wasn't like a full moment. It was like a, it was like a bleeding. But you were like there. Yeah, that's a glitch, honey. That's when you're, when you're kind of crossing over that. So it's like, it's almost like, you know, when people talk about um, near-death experiences where they see themselves floating above their body, yeah, yeah. they're in the room, but no one else can see them, but they can see what's happening. They're like an observer. That's kind of what a glitch is. You are in that moment in their space in time. They can't see you, but you are experiencing what they are in that moment. So that's kind of a glitch that you are appearing there. Some glitches happen where you are there and they notice you and they recognize that you are there. Those are like intense. And then they go on podcasts and talk about when ghosts came exactly. and haunted them. <laughs> exactly. When people yeah. from the future came and haunted them. But it's yeah. like, it sounds like you had a little bit of a, a little crossover. back and forth. Yeah. yeah. We listen, we we haven't actually in the four seasons we've done this. You're the first glitch person that we've had. And we love glitches. Wow. So much. We talk about yeah, we love glitches. Wow. But it sounds like you've had a combination of what you first experienced was the residual with hearing the children. Yeah. Yeah. And the smells. Mm -hmm. Right? And yeah. the and the sound of screaming. Because these the patients like like you said, this is like some archaic type experimentation. Who mm -hmm. knows what kind of anesthetic they were using? Probably None. not. None. Right? So people are going to be screaming because they're in pain. Mm -hmm. But then you actually got to witness and experience it like you're in the room when it's happening. That's a glitch. Well, that was me asleep. That was my exactly. dream. Exactly. But, but it's that's still your subconscious. I mean, I was there. I could tell you right. exactly what. Yeah, I was you feel different in that kind of a dream than yeah, like, yeah. because I've had very vivid like 
nightmares even where I wake up and I'm like, that was fucking terrible, but I didn't feel like I went anywhere. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different feeling. A very different feeling. Oh my God. This is a momentous occasion. It's our first glitch. How do we celebrate? How do we fucking (laughs) celebrate this? Oh my gosh. Salt bath. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, we just lots of Palo Santo. Don't forget, we found out from Joy's friend Bianca, who is a psychic, that when you sage, you then follow up after you've cleaned your space, you follow up with something sweet and aromatic. That's what I do too. See, she's already on. You already, oh, I forgot. You should, yes, of course, you're on it. You lived in Topanga for a while. Well, sage feels like bleach. <laughs> yeah. You don't just leave things empty you got to fill it back up with something nice i love that explanation that's very good you're good you're really good very cool listen i will we will celebrate and i will reward you by we will go for a long overdue coffee and i will let you hold the squishy baby oh give me the squish you can smell his you can smell his head because (laughs) i'm weird he smells to me like freshly baked white bread like you get at a proper bakery in the uk where you go in and they've got all the bread that they just baked that's proper bread and oh. donuts and shit. But it smells like freshly baked white bread with strawberry jam on it. Oh, my God. It's very specific. I don't know how you don't actually eat him. Oh, I do. I, Well, I do. I just don't. <laughs> I don't advertise. I'm a vegetarian, Joy. I don't like to ruin my reputation. If you nibble the places where, you no know. One, if you, yeah, if you do it in places where no one can see, it's fine. Like, don't take a finger, but that's no. noticeable. But. A little bit of thigh. It's fine. <gasps> Joy, are you okay? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think Joy just died momentarily. No, I, I'm just reading more about the leper colony. Joy, tell me everything. Um, it looks like in the early 1900s, there was a proposal to move the leper colony to New Orleans, like at, to New Orleans proper rather than just where it was up the river. And it looks like it was like shot down. They're like, no, you're not moving it here. But they moved it somewhere else sort of nearby. Where I saw was like just um, marsh, like, like, like marshland. And yeah, this was like on the river. Yeah. Up uh, like northern a bit. There was no town. And so I thought it was like pre Louisiana. Yeah, this was like pretty old um, as far as like but it could have just been up the road too. Yeah. Cause like sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, that place looks like it's so far away. And then you'll see pictures of like Queens, New York, and there's <laughs> nothing there because there was a road and a building. No, um, so true. Yeah. So, true. so I have to, I'll look into it some more and we, I'll update on a later episode. Yeah. You have one more story. Let's hear about it. Yeah. I was staying with a friend of mine, um, was it in a castle? No, it was just a God normal, old, lovely, warm, cozy home. No castle I've ever been to feels like. Sure. <laughs> that makes um, sense. That's and, right. And um, she, okay, so she has a lot of PTSD because um, she was moved from three war zones as a child. Jesus. Um, her dad was like a, a communist who um, was in... Iran and then when they were run out of Iran they were he went to Afghanistan to try to you know keep communism in Afghanistan Mm -hmm. make that hold and then that didn't work and so they were um sent to um they flew out on the last plane that was like being shot at like so she saw 
a lot of stuff from the Taliban and a lot of she she really saw some shit right, right. she lived wow. in some really dark times um and then uh they were refugees in Sweden and um she had a really great education yeah Sweden, <laughs> great healthcare. Sweden is America should maybe take some notes from Sweden lots of notes they, from Sweden yeah just a few mm. um, and they have Ikea so. and obviously and ABBA yeah. so oh god yes face to face. ABBA. sorry carry on um so she so so she um has night terrors and she said night terrors forever and I arrived and we started talking about some things and and you could tell that her being able to, to exp- like just talk to me about, you know, stuff, it was starting to lighten her up a lot. Mm-hmm. And she, so I had this, I was sleeping beside her. I was maybe like a week or two of staying with her. And um, I had this dream where I was sleeping and something was trying to get inside of me, mm-hmm. like inside of me. And I was like, cool. Oh. And I was really fighting it. And the only way in in my sleep, I imagined having like a, a solid gold ball in the yeah. middle of me yeah. that then like grew out sort of into like your aura, right? So there was right. no space for anything to be inside or take hold anywhere. And it pushed everything out, right? Yeah. And then um, it left. And I woke up and was like, <gasps> I was like, oh my God, thank God it's gone. Like that was really like, like yeah. crazy, right? So I woke up in the morning and I didn't tell my friend anything because my friend is also an atheist. And she was telling me, she was like, you don't understand what it is to be born and raised as an atheist. Right. She's like, we don't, it's not a choice for me to believe this or not. She's like, it's just not real, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, So I didn't tell her, I don't tell her about stuff. right? Right. So she told me she woke up and she was like, um, this has been really crazy. She said, I have not had my night terrors since I've been able to start telling you some things that I went through. Oh, and she said, it's the first time I've had sleep, you know, since I was a kid. Oh and God. I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like really like, like therapy oh, totally works. No, that's a great influence like... on you. Yeah. But seriously. So, so she said that, um, she woke up, she said that she, she woke up and, this thing like a man she sleeps with her for her, the time her daughter was four um was over her daughter like really mm. close to her daughter and she opened she woke up and she saw it and she was like oh my god so she moved in between it and her daughter and she said that it she then realized that it like raised up really high and flew out the window whoa she said it was like it was trying to get inside of her daughter. Oh and she God. said, and the weirdest thing about it was that I recognized it. It was the thing. It was the thing. My night terror it was the thing that terrorized me every night. Oh, my. What, uh, what I was does like, it look like? I was like, I had the same. I dreamt something was trying to get inside of me last night. And so then she's like, oh, that's weird. Right. Like <sighs> she she didn't like attach to it at all. She was like, Wait. and then like moved on to making breakfast. But I read this amazing, I listened to this amazing NPR story and I can send it to you um, about soldiers who are in war zones. I was just going to say, they see the same thing. Where they get exercise? They see, yep. They, they see get the same thing. They see like this giant black thing and it's a PTSD. It's, it's, I don't know if it's PTSD thing, but I mean, the majority of them who see it have severe PTSD. But the majority of them that see it have also been in the exact same area of war zone. 
Right. And it's normally Afghanistan. Right. So they have this, um, I don't know if you read the same thing, but, or listen to the same to it, podcast. Yeah. Right. So they do this exercise. I'm getting chills. I'm sorry. I'm getting. Whew. They, me too, actually. They, they do this exorcism for people with PTSD that basically rids them of this evil spirit that they basically caught in the war zone. It attached because, to them in there. Yeah. Right. Because like evil kind of entities want to be around evil deeds. They want to feel that. And yeah. so that's We've where we talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so when that happened, I thought, Oh, maybe it was leaving her because she was not making a hospitable host and then it was right. looking for someone else to attach to. Right. So you guys are familiar with this, right? Right. That sounds I have all the goosebumps right now. Me too. Me um, too. I shaved my legs and it's just grown back. I... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like all over. Yes. No. I have heard that and I have read about it as well. And also I've read about the unfortunate thing is that. You know, obviously PTSD from war zones is fucking awful. There is a huge lack of help mm -hmm. for people in the armed services who come back when it comes to PTSD. Some of the stories that they talked about in this, I don't know if it was in this episode or in something else that I've seen about it as well, is many of the people, some of the people in the armed service that they spoke about who had experienced it, it wouldn't stop. And it was part of the reason why they ended up taking their own lives. It wouldn't stop. It was there every fucking night. Mm -hmm. It was there every fucking night. Mm -hmm. um, but they felt like they brought it back with them. But I know exactly what you're talking about. There, there are so many possibilities of what this could be. Mm -hmm. You can go back to prehistory entities that are in the area because it's very close to like the whole cradle of civilization right. and you know um early civilizations there it could be a conglomerate of bad deeds it could be the uh, personification of war like you're saying where it's just something that's trying to suck the life out of things because that's its motive that's its impetus Mm -hmm. um i feel like there are lots of things that could be explored in that instance agreed wow yeah no wow. but i definitely yep i mean i felt bad because i felt like we'd like released it into the world but also i was like so happy it was it's been released from her. it, Have you it does to what her? It, no it would do what it wants there's no. i don't think there's anything you can do really other than yeah, yeah. put a big gold ball around yourself i don't exactly. know yeah you know, I think you being there with her and granted, like you said, she's atheist, but you have like, I guess, a spiritual practice and awareness of these things and mm. that wherewithal to know that you need to protect yourself and how to protect yourself. And I'm wondering if you being there was almost like, I don't want to say it like this, but like the Calvary coming in, like you were, you were backup. Yeah, you were, you sure. Were, I mean, she called for, like she unintentionally called for the SWAT team and you showed up. Yeah, I don't think um, she had any. Well, even when I met her, you know, it was, I was being like a party girl in London. I wasn't at all like um, I am now, you know, yeah. which is like but sober spiritually like connect. Like, but, you know, but that's but, something that we've. But you were. As well, Yeah, it was in there. 
it's right. Right. This is something that we've discussed on the show because, like, I talk freely about you know my sobriety and stuff, and that when we are under the influence, we tend to people tend to be way more open to things, but it also lowers your vibration like drastically. Mm. So the things that come in that Mm. you're aware of and not great. Someone told me that's why they call it spirits. Oh, because of people being oh, oh, no why they call it spirits. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes when you like black out and do awful things, it's like oh, because you like yeah. Which I know that you saw me do a numerous times. <laughs> but I can't remember because exactly we were <laughs> Thank you, emergency credit cards. Um yeah, no, like I'm gonna do some more research on it, but I know exactly what you're talking about and it is a phenomenon that's talked that that is talked about but not talked about mm. Mm. um i don't think in, it's talked about no no because, i mean the only reason it was talked about was because there was an npr thing about it i mean you have in order to have a conversation about it you have to have like a certain level of acceptance mm-hmm. which a lot of people just don't have Mm-mm. you know like my yeah. friend she doesn't have that she she could sit down and have that conversation with me which is like like you know and she just that person you've worked on that part of yourself that people I mean people have always I I know I always felt comfortable just spilling my guts to you when I first met you but I think now you've done the work yeah you know it makes it easy for people especially people like her who have this trauma trapped in every single cell of their body who don't talk about it but your presence gives them the opportunity to feel that immediate comfort and that it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. And are you not be the judgment? Are you, Margot, one of those people that like strangers just blather to, spill their guts, talk so, to you, hang out? Probably yes, but um, because they do it to my mom so much. I look like it that doesn't happen to me, but I guess to like a normal person it does. But like my mom literally people will call wrong they, they used to call like wrong numbers it happened a couple times and then my mom would stay on the phone with them for hours it was just uh-huh. so weird uh-huh. Uh-huh. i would come up and talk to her in the store and i'm like is that your cousin or something and she'd be like i've never seen that person in my life yeah i that relate hard to this but okay. i'm asking because as someone who has always been approached and told things and you know people are just very warmly like I can tell you all of my things that I have to say and ask you advice even though I don't know you um there are people that that does not happen to right. <laughs> which is most people right saying. and if you're coming from a background where you see your parents being approached and you know my grandfather was like that people he would just talk and talk to them like he knew them for decades and we'd be like who was he talking to they're like I don't know he just met them like whatever <laughs> so it's just sort of been this thing in my family and then I realized oh this is not a normal thing mm. I see this is not the average human's experience on this planet okay so there's that idea that it has been there the whole time that it's, I always say there's a light over my head that says like, talk to me, I care. Open. You know, like there's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Joy decided to become a tattoo artist. So then oh, she really no. became an unlicensed therapist. I mean, she's licensed to tattoo, but unlicensed right. therapist. <laughs> I didn't know um, the amount of emotional saddling that would come oh, with wow. that. There was a lot, because 
it's not, I mean, you know, you get a haircut, you're there for like 45 minutes, an hour. Sometimes I'd spend six hours with someone in a day and you talk about a lot of stuff. <laughs> I got a tiny, two tiny little tattoos behind my ear. And I wanted to really make sure that I energetically resonated with the person who was like tattooing my body. Like right. that's yeah. no, that's not a haircut. No. That's like, it's so much that you are exchanging even mm-hmm. besides the words, right? Right. Yeah, it's that's... it's emotional for both. I mean, I I don't know that all other tattoo artists are like that. But for me, it was, um, it's always been sort of more like, a service but because some I don't know some artists are like this is my work and I'm making my thing on this person and I did a lot of custom pieces where we worked for a really long time about what this meant to them and what the the meaning was in it and how can we express this emotion in this thing Um, so yes it's been a very emotional couple of decades of tattooing people Um, but it's different having that sort of light over my head because people are very quickly comfortable Mm, mm, and there is a lot of sharing going on sometimes and you have to by trial and error sort of learn how to take that off after your day is done i mean also it's really hard you specialized in working with women who were breast cancer survivors. I've done a lot That's of that. Oh, a lot of trauma the, the right nipple, there. The I've also tattooed mm-hmm. cremains of people in tattoos. Yeah. For, uh, oh, like, really? Yeah. 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 So there's a lot more emotional stuff that goes into it than <laughs> you might think on the surface. I mean, that's one of the reasons that now I'm in LA, the only tattoos I've gotten since I met Joy are from Joy. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking, do I need a tattoo? I do not, but should I ever? You do. (laughs) It'll be from you. It's because it's when I feel like when you meet someone who does something like Joy does, um, when someone's putting their art onto you or mm. doing something that is so deeply emotionally significant to the person getting the tattoo, what's happening is there's like an exchange, like there's an energy exchange going on. Definitely. Joy, you know, or any artist is when they're working on you, it's being embedded into your skin. It's mm-hmm. permanent. Yeah. And I when have you're getting that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go, carry on. I was just going to say, I have lifelong friends now that were clients because we've spent so much time together. I mean, I haven't tattooed full time in years at this point, and I'm still on social media with a lot of these people that I've started tattooing in like, I don't know, 2007, yeah, 2008, that makes, before that. It makes so much, I mean, a, you know, a tattoo originally was ritualistic right so it still Mm -hmm. is i mean there's no way that's changed right and you know we're all some of us are all 20 years older now so there has been joy and tragedy and all of these things that have happened with you know people having babies and getting married and people dying and it's there's a lot wrapped up in it i mean i'll say like all of my tattoos are intentional right and they all are significant to me Mm-hmm. Even my tramp stamp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mine are not. Some of mine are just fucking funny. No, yours, <laughs> I do love yours. <laughs> so listen, um, at the end of each episode, mm-hmm. I make people, including Joy, 
say something that they're grateful for. So you get to go first. Oh, first, I am grateful for, I'm grateful for my sobriety. Mm. I am grateful for my health. Mm -hmm. And I'm extremely grateful for the prospect of new beginnings that I'm having right now. Yes. Very, very grateful for that. Such a great place to be. That's exciting. Exactly. All the juju. Thank you. All of it. Joy, you're next. I am grateful that as much as I joke around about it and am a jerk about it, uh, my husband and I just had our 10-year first date anniversary. Yeah. And I'm very thankful that he asked me out and I said yes and the rest is history. Aww. So there are really pretty flowers sitting next to me in this room that he got me. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Emily. Oh, I thought we were supposed to do three things. No, oh, no, but I'm glad that you did three things oh. because they were perfect. Listen, mine are usually about food because she makes me do this all the time. So <laughs> I had a real one. Right. So it's okay. <laughs> um I am two things. I am grateful for the halo swaddle sacks because I, well, we've just come out the other side of the four month sleep progression, which is, I don't wish that shit on anyone. It is fucking brutal. Mm. Just when you think you're over the whole waking up numerous times a night. Nope. They're like, psych, fuck you. (laughs) Um, so he'd been in a Magic Merlin, which is kind of like the Michelin Man, but for babies, because it helps when they don't want to be swaddled anymore. There's something called the Mario Reflex, where their arms are like, all the time. Um, so they you put them in that, and it helps them like not do that and learn how to not be swaddled. But then you have to transition them, because he's now rolling over, and he can't be in one. And so I was like, because I tried just putting him in a sack and that was a goddamn nightmare. So I put him back in this giant halo swaddle sack and I just wrapped it tightly around his midsection so he could feel snug and cuddled. Worked like a motherfucking child. <gasps> Yay. I'm so happy to sleep. Yay. Um, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> it's so hard. I'm so happy. Um, but the other thing I'm happy for is that... I practiced self-care this morning mm-hmm. and I got my first pedicure in over four years. Woo! So that is my, well, also hang on one more. I had a mummy daughter day with my kid on Saturday. Her dad took the baby for most of the day and she and I went to her ballet class and then we had brunch together and oh then gosh. we got our nails done together. So cute. I love and it when the kids love brunch. Oh my God, it was great. Mm-hmm. We went to a really good place. So I had three things too. It's fine. Sure, you want to do two more? No. Sure. I made yeah. a really good dinner last night. Nice. <laughs> there was tilapia and tomatoes and can- cannellini beans and pasta and then a spinach, burrata, pine nut, dried cranberry, balsamic salad. I like did it last night. Dang. Um, and I'm thankful because my best friend just solidified plans to come visit here in September. So. Oh, sweet. I get to see her. That makes Finally. Me yes. So well, there you go. We all did three. Margo. 
Thank you so fucking much. Yes, thank you. Thank I'm going to be researching so much. shit about this episode for weeks now. Please tell me everything. We'll just get a group chat. And tell yes. me everything. Let you know. These are things that are on my mind. Like they just happen. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know anything about them. So I'd love to know what that you is why we're It's easier them. too when it's somebody outside of it. Like I am not sort of blinded by the emotions that you were having in the instance. I'm just listening to the story and my brain is trying to like put that puzzle together. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. Fun. It's a little easier being removed. Okay. Exactly. Awesome, ladies. Thank you we so much you. for having me. This was such a great way to spend the morning. Well, yeah, until next you. time, listeners. Until next time, sage your sofas. And don't be afraid of the dark. And then Palo Santo them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And if you are scared of the dark, just say no a bunch of times and maybe it'll go away. Just reprimand yes, exactly. that handsy ghost and tell him to get the fuck out. He was there for the mean mommy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye darling. Bye. He is a, um, how you say, um, 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 pervert.